Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering. We are so excited about the series we are beginning in the book of Proverbs. Parents, we all need wisdom, and we feel like this is an opportunity and a good tool and resource to bring wisdom to our lives. So we hope you enjoy. Take a listen. Hello there, Missy. Hey, Asha, and how are you doing? I am doing well. Welcome, everyone. We're glad you are here to listen to our hunt for wisdom. Yep. So today we are going to introduce the book of Proverbs. This is a tool that both Missy and I use in our parenting and in life in general. It's something that I think everybody would find value in. So we want to share the information with you all. And what's fascinating about the book of Proverbs is that there's actually 31 chapters. And since months of the year are, except for February, 30 or 31 days, God has actually made a way for us to have one wise proverb a day to look at. Right. Yeah. And a couple of interesting things about the book of Proverbs as well is the book of Proverbs, the first nine chapters are basically letters to a son instructing and telling him the value of wisdom and trying to give him some insight there. And then in chapter 10 is when the Proverbs actually start. And so that's just a little note so you understand that the little proverbs, I call them nuggets of wisdom. They're compact and easy to remember and come in your mind easily whenever you're trying to think of something. Sometimes when different things happen in life and all of a sudden I'll think of a, a little nugget of the wisdom from Proverbs and it helps me to move forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes get them confused with songs, but I do like some of the things that over the years I'm like, Ah, oh, this fits exactly here. So I love that. Right. Well, let's get started. Why don't you read chapter one? It's 33 verses, and that'll get us headed in the right direction regarding seeking wisdom, good judgment, knowledge, experience, and skills that people need because, you know, they say foolish people learn by their own mistakes and wise people learn by other people's mistakes. So. Yeah, that's, that's a really good quote. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so Proverbs 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and the riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head, and a chain to adorn your neck. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie in wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot in their paths. For their feet rush into evil 
They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net where every bird can see it. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. Such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On the top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you, who are simple, love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you, then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of the fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And there's so much here for us to discuss, especially when it comes to our adult children, but not necessarily just them, but for people everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, we can apply it to our own lives and be able to live it out and they can see by our examples how it works. And like you said at the beginning, <laughs> if you learn from someone else's example, then you are wise, right? So we hope our children can learn from our example. The, the good examples and the, the times that we fell and scraped our knee. Exactly, exactly, because we are not perfect and... I've heard it said, well, we don't have an instruction book for raising our kids. Nobody gave us an instruction book. But this is the closest thing there is to it. And I, I do think it is God's instruction manual for living life as a whole. And there's stuff in there for raising children as well. So it is the instruction manual for parenting. For sure. All right. Getting started. Verses 1 through 6 seems to really explain the purpose of Proverbs mm -hmm. and where the writer is taking us. Right. And then 7 through 10 describes the value of finding wisdom and what is good about it. What we see there is there's instruction against being enticed by the world and sin and knowing that there's voices calling to our adult children all the time. Right. There are people who around us whose adult children may be participating in some of the smash and grab that's going on in the U.S. right now, you know, where they just walk into a makeup store and just grab everything they can and take it. And, you know, this is, that's the most extreme example, but even other things that entice our kids to riches and to looking for easy money, right. those can all come into that too. Yeah, you know? that gets rich beams that are out and have been yeah. forever. <laughs> I think also that it's interesting that there's voices. You talked about the voices. 
there's voices coming from everywhere and it's what you listen to and you heed that is going to influence you. Peer pressure and uh, like you said, the schemes and easy riches and uh, smash and grab and things like that. I mean, you think logically and <laughs> you look at that situation and you wonder who would actually do that? Who would actually go into a store and just smash and grab and leave? It's interesting because we were in Colorado for my nephew and niece's graduation last week. Mm-hmm. And we were at a store and we drove, we were driving out of the driveway and we saw like three teenage boys running out of the store and they had a bunch of things under their jacket and they were running to a car and the car, they were trying to get into the car, but the car was locked and the, the guy was like in the driveway, like trying to drive away. And so he let them in and they were just throwing a bunch of things in the car. So they did gain whatever the plunder they got was, but yeah. At what cost, you know, and I I don't know if, because we were driving away, if they got caught or if they didn't, but it just, it just seems so foolish. Even my nieces in the backseat were like, wow, that's so dumb. Why would they do that? Yeah. Versus just go out, work for it, Mm -hmm. and then be proud that you had accomplished enough to be able to purchase the things that you wanted. Right. So something that really stood out to me was verse nine, it says, or eight and nine. My son, hear the instruction of your father. Do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains around your neck. Recently, my son graduated from college, and when we were attending, I noticed that some graduates, college graduates, had like lays around their neck, not not necessarily like Hawaiian flowers, but they were actually like leaves and beautiful garlands and I thought what a fantastic way to honor Mm -hmm. their graduate it just it was so attractive and so beautiful what they were wearing and it just reminded me of this verse because the wisdom that we teach our children just kind of like good manners when they're little you know when when your kids go and someone's like oh they were so good they behaved so well they you know helped a lot and you know, they ate their dinner so nicely and you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> All the manners I taught them was showing when they go out in public. But but it's the same now when your children are adults. If you have given them wisdom and wise counsel and understanding of how they treat others, when they go out in public, they will not only make you proud, but they'll make themselves proud because that wisdom is like an ornament around their neck and it's like a crown on their head. It just mm-hmm. makes them stand out in a crowd of other of other young adults. That's so interesting that you say that. When it says the chain around your neck, it reminds me of how the like rich and famous people, they wear these big old gold chains around their necks and it makes them stand out in a certain yeah. way. So that in contrast to wisdom and standing out with that that around your neck, that is just an interesting picture and an interesting contrast. That's the thing. When you meet young people that love God, it's almost like there's a glow around them because they're just so different from the generation that they live in. Yeah, that's so true. I think the thing that stood out uh, most for me was the word listen throughout this chapter. It says listen. And 
that's where it all starts is <laughs> you have to listen and pay attention. But there's a difference between just listening to something because we listen to music all day, <laughs> you know, and it just goes in and out and it's just for pleasure or whatever entertainment but when you heed something you take that to heart and there are some songs if you think about it that we've learned by heart because we've listened to it so much and we've heard it and we've taken it to heart and that's kind of the thing we want to do with wisdom is listen and take that to heart and live by it another thing that that kind of is along those lines is that I was talking about who we listen to it talks about wisdom is at the city gates and wisdom is screaming out or yelling out or calling out to anyone who will listen right so that kind of spoke to my heart and said that wisdom is available to whoever wants to to take it and and to hear it and to heed it and so none of us have an excuse to say oh well I'm not wise it's something that we have to seek after and to listen and to take it to heart to be able to gain it so it's available to everyone just like anything else no it is and and unfortunately or fortunately the punishment or the calamity that comes on somebody because they're not listening is is sad but sometimes so necessary in all of our lives you know, we we had a path that we could have gone on, we ignored it, and then we have to come back through godly discipline to face that again. And so I think about the verses like 24, 25, 26, 27, it says, because I've called you and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then you will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me uh, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Those are really harsh words, and they sound like the modern day I told you. And I told you so as a parent can feel like, I don't know, like a smooth piece of of fudge. You know, like you just, <laughs> mm, mm, you don't want to bite it too fast. It's so delicious. And sometimes you've told your adult children something, and they just won't listen. You're like, Okay, (laughs) I told you. But the truth is, like we've said in other episodes, nobody wins with I told you so. But kids don't really learn anything new except, yeah, I'm not going to tell mom or dad anything because if I mess up, they'll I told you so to me. And then what we're learning on ourselves is, wow, I'm not getting through to my child in a way that they are willing to listen and now all I'm stuck with is, I told you so. They didn't listen. So but I think I told you so comes when there's a disconnect, when one person doesn't listen and the other person is not telling it in a way that, that they're willing to hear. So those, but those verses, unfortunately, they just really outline what happens when we have access to God's wisdom, but we ignore it, right. whether it's our generation or our kids' generation. Right. And there are consequences for whatever choices we make. If we choose the wisdom path, 
the consequences are good. If we choose the folly path, the consequences are not good. So let's go ahead and take a break and come back and see what we can apply. Sounds good. Okay. So we are back and how about we talk about how to apply this wisdom from chapter one to our lives. What what thoughts do you have, Missy? Absolutely. Well, it is so funny, Asha, that, that we're talking about advice and wisdom and listening, you know, to that wisdom. And by no means is this is this episode to be like, oh, as parents, we have all the wisdom and we are like God in their lives because they need to listen to everything that we say because we're not <laughs> and we don't, but we do have life experience. And if you are a parent that is walking with the Lord, then you have the advantage of being able to reach out to God through prayer and ask him for ways to better parent your adult children and to better live your own life. So, so in that aspect, no, we, we aren't King Solomon and no, we're not Jesus, but we do have advice for our kids. And what is so interesting to me is as the last couple of weeks, as we began to pray and prepare for this new, this new launching of a, you know, new topic, Proverbs, I had so many friends reach out to me and be like, you know, I'm just really struggling because the child just doesn't seem to be listening to me. And I feel like if I ask them anything, they get offended or I'm nervous to step on their toes and I want to be thoughtful. But at the same time, I just wish they would. And I just, I thought, this is so great. This is exactly what we're going to be talking about and going over. And I just thought it was fantastic. Because as an adult with adult children, some of the things we want to tell them, Asha, they aren't ready to hear or they just don't understand our point of view. Do you have experience with that? I do. And it brings to mind thoughts of when I was younger and I look back and I think, I remember when my father or mother told me that and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, and it's funny that you say that they are not ready to hear. Sometimes our ears aren't ready to hear. And we just finished a series on praying over our adult children. And that's something maybe that we could put in our prayers is that God would soften the hearts of our kids to be able to hear what we have to say, because Sometimes they just don't. They they just think mom and dad don't know. They lived in a whole nother time. And so they don't know what it's like today. And I think it's true. We don't know a lot of the things that they're facing. We did not face, you know. They have a lot more technological things that they are able to uh, have access to. While we, our things were bullying in the playground. They faced yeah. bullying online. So. We do not face the exact same things that they did, but we do have knowledge and experience in the area 
that they're facing. So maybe we can share and, that. And I them. think we need to acknowledge that the deceiver doesn't really have new tricks. Exactly. New wrapping paper on them. Yes. He's still the father of lies. That hasn't changed. And he's all about lowering your self-esteem and telling you the way he told Eve, you're not good enough the way you are, but if you do what I say, God's wrong about you and I can make you smarter, better, or how can you say it? Faster, stronger. <laughs> That's exactly right. And thank you for putting it all together. That's exactly what I was thinking and you were able to say it. So, so yeah, it's like we, we're not facing the exact same circumstances, but we did. It's the same. It's just wrapped different. Yeah. That's right. A lot of things that we can use to ways we can apply this, such as the thing I mentioned earlier about the getting rich quick or going into debt. We can use this wisdom and say, okay, well, if I do that, this will happen later. So what it is, is trying to see the outcome before just making a impulsive decision, making it fast because you need something immediately. You feel like you need something immediately. That's another thing that this um, generation has to struggle with is the instant gratification, the fact that they can't wait for something a little while to come. One of my children told me, I was talking about a television program and they said, is that a movie or is it a series? And I said, it's a series. Oh, well, is this whole series out? And I'm like, no, not yet. So you got to wait a week. Do you remember those days, Missy, when yes. we had to wait <laughs> till the next week, no matter what? And, yes. and my child said, oh, well, I don't like to do that. I just like to, if it's all out, then I'll watch it because then I can, I don't have to wait till, you know, to see what the outcome's going to be. So I was like thinking that's how this generation is. I, yeah, I mean, I'm a binge watcher. I like when it's all ready to go, then I can watch like seven shows at once. <laughs> oh, and I do too. But what I'm talking about is in general, in life in general, that's how they want things. That's how yes. we've been conditioned. And I think it's kind of, it's us as well have been conditioned not to wait for something, but just, okay, wisdom, let's, let's get wisdom right this second. Okay. How can we do it? And what's the three steps to wisdom? You know what I mean? And it doesn't yeah. happen that way. Sometimes it happens with experience and with failure and with facing failure and with overcoming pain and overcoming hurt and overcoming all these barriers to get to it because it's more of a, it's like a wine, right? It's, yes. they say it's better with time. I'm not a wine drinker, so I don't know for sure, <laughs> but that's what I hear. So it, it's the longer it sits, it, the better it is. And so that's kind of like wisdom. The longer you live, the more wisdom you get. And then it's a good wisdom. And, and you know, our generation, the downfall was credit cards. Our parents weren't big on credit cards because our parents were the baby boomers. Their parents were the depression era people. So the baby boomers just worked really, really hard. They worked long, long hours. And then our generation got caught up in credit cards because they were coming onto the college campus and giving you, you know, five, 10, 15, $20,000 at credit cards. And now it feels good until you're responsible for it or student loans. That's our generation too, a lot of us. But now, Asha, if you have looked online and done any shopping lately, 
if you want a foundation and it's $68 and you don't get paid for three or four weeks, you can, or, you know, like next week or two weeks or whatever, you don't have the whole $68. It's called like a firm, maybe, maybe after mid or something, but a firm I know is one of them and they'll cut the $68 into four equal payments for four months. And they say now the younger generation that is becoming very, very difficult for them because now they can have it so, so instantly. And it doesn't feel like a credit card because it's just already cut into payments and that sort of thing. So, you know, as you talk about finances and, and being enticed into those things, I, I think those are very, God must be putting something on your heart for listeners today, because I think that is true and it's right, you know, that that can be enticing for people. Yeah. It's dangerous because you think of it as, oh, it's just what, $20 every week or every other week, however they have it set up. But yeah. then you do it five or six times. And and of course, it's 20 bucks multiplied by however many times you've done it. So then you get stuck with this, what, $100, $200 payments that you have to make. And you're like, wait, how did that add up, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. And I understand sometimes it, you know, we're not saying don't ever do that if there's a need and sometimes you have to take, take that action, we understand. No, just be mindful that that that's out there. Exactly. That like, there's temptation towards being enticed to greater than you can afford. So yeah. Uh, also talking about uh, husbands and wives, I know two of your children are married. So that marriage perfection isn't instant. And I don't think there's ever perfection in marriage really, but there's always work to do to help it to grow and to bring it closer together. And if you're not working on it, then you're drifting apart. So that's something that is, we need to be mindful of as well and not let us be enticed and distracted by other things of the world or other people and make sure to focus and make the focus God and our partner, our husband or our wife. Yeah, absolutely. So, so getting back to, you know, as I was thinking through this, several of my friends who have adult children, their children are between ages 18 to 35 years old. And each one of them within like a week space said, I'm so frustrated with my kid. I just, I have advice for them. And I just, you know, I hear what they're talking about and I want to tell them, what about this? What about that? What about this? And give them advice. And I just, I, they're not going to hear me out. And I said, why don't we try this? Cause I feel the same way. And I had several conversations with my three different adult children throughout the last few weeks where I was like, God, I just want to tell them do this and do that and do this. But it, it made me realize like they're adults and they are our peers. Like they are also adults. And I was thinking if my friend called me and said, did you check on your car insurance? Like, are you sure that the payment went through? Was everything okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. And, and did you go to Winn-Dixie because ham was on sale? So were you able to catch that sale? <laughs> no, I don't need ham this week. Okay. And then were you able to make an appointment with the doctor? I know you said you'd had a cough lately and 
I would want to like not pick up the phone that fits my people <laughs> because she is my peer. She's not my boss. She's just my friend peer. And I wouldn't want her to be trying to fix and question every part of my life. If it doesn't get done, that's on me. I did have a, a conversation this week with one of my mentors who I pay or have paid money to, to give me advice, like in a professional setting. And I said, by the end of September, if this situation has not changed, I am asking you to put it on your calendar and call me up and hold me accountable that I'm going to make a decision about my work that I do or the company or whatever. And so I put that on her to call me at the end of September because I pay her to do it. But I do not pay my friend to check if I made a doctor's appointment to, you know, see if something's on sale or to download an app that she told me about or whatever. Check out a beer. I didn't. And so that's the way with our kids. They have invited us into certain parts of their lives. Like one of my sons is here this weekend and he's like, hey, would you, because he just got his own apartment. He'd been renting a room, you know, with other roommates while he was in college. He's like, would you take me shopping and show me how to do some of the cooking that I need so I can do some meal prep and stuff because he knows that's how I cook. And I said, sure, I'm invited into that realm. But I was not invited last week when he was very, very sick. And I drove three and a half hours straight and arrived at his house at midnight. I was like, I'm taking you to the ER right now. <laughs> and he said... <laughs> I went to the ER, mom. I have amoxicillin now. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you tell me you went to the ER? He's like, because I was sick and I went to bed after I was at the ER. I was like, oh. And I drove three and a half hours. Literally, I arrived at midnight to get to him because I was there to take charge. <laughs> that is so good. That's such a good illustration. But yeah, I do agree. We need to have that wisdom. And the reason I think, not I think, the reason we're going through Proverbs is not for us to put it on our kids. The reason I want to go through Proverbs is to get the wisdom for myself on how to uh, deal with situations, know that discernment, when to hold back and when to pour out. I think that's so good. That discernment is, is really needed in all so our lives last yeah last week when i was talking to my friends i said let's all do this you think of five things you want to tell your kid to do advice and then you pray about it and pick two that really matter spiritually emotionally physically like they're in harm's way or some their marriage is being attacked or something and you say those two things, not the five things. Mm. Pick what really, really matters. And I think, I think it'll be easier for them to swallow. And like I, my example, I think if my friend called me and was like, did you make that appointment? I'm worried about your friend. Yeah. You've been sick for a while. I will accept that. <laughs> but don't ask me the other five things that, you know, that we talked about. Because if I don't care about it, bug off. You don't care about it can't, you know, give me a second. But the, the thing too, so 
Asha, I had the opportunity to speak to one of my adult children. They had a situation that was affecting them financially. So when they were done talking, I said, you know what? That sounds like a story from the Bible. I'm driving right now, but when I pull over, I'm going to send you those verses and you tell me what you think. And, and I actually also had a solution to help them. But so it wasn't just like, you know, like thumping them down the head with the Bible. I actually had, had something that I could assist in the matter. Then I sent them the verses and they were like, oh my gosh, that is exactly my situation right now. That's my headspace. And it felt so good because it wasn't just bossing them around. It was actually, I found, not I, the Lord just gave me verses and gave me a story that Jesus told that fit their situation perfectly. And so it just made me crave that, you know, like, yeah, well, as you taste the best pizza or the best ice cream, you're like, I don't really want a McDonald's ice cream. I'd rather just wait till I have that other best, best ice cream. Like I'll do with that. That's, it made me crave instead of just being bossy and annoying and always telling our kids what to do. I was like, God, could I have that again? Could you give me Bible verses and give me stories from your word, not my mind? <laughs> to, you know, I'm good. Did I learn it perfectly? No, because it was probably, yeah, it was the very next day I was driving to Charleston at midnight. <laughs> and that's the whole thing is that's how we are. We are flesh, right? So we live in the flesh most of the time. So when that spirit comes into us and pours into us, it's just a, an awesome experience. But we forget sometimes the church service we went to today, the pastor was talking about the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's a continuous thing. It's so good when it happens. It's stuff like that, that you hear the word of God and you're like, hey, he brought that to my mind because that's not something I would have thought of myself, you know? One of the motivations for me to do this series is so that we can help people to understand we don't have it all together. If people think that we're doing this podcast because we think, oh, we got it all together, we know exactly how to, to tell you what to tell your children and how to behave around your children and uh, how to lead your adult children. We don't, we have no clue and we're winging it. I can remember one time, I think she was maybe 14 or 15 years old, my youngest daughter. I was just doing something, I don't know, but I was probably frazzled or something. And I look over at her and she's just staring at me intently. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you're just winging this, aren't you? And I said, what? And she goes, life, you're just winging it, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> It's the truth. That's what we are all doing. You know, none of us know exactly what we're doing. We're on the job training. Mostly, I really think it's like we've tripped on a rock and now we have a flashlight. So we're like, hey, there's a rock over here. Mm -hmm. And if you don't watch where you're going, you're going to trip on it and skin your knee like I just did. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. That was what I was trying to tell my friends last week. Let's not be the boss of them all, every single thing we can think of. It, you know, it's funny because what am I adults that are, well, my daughter, she, she's got a baby. She'll just be 19 months next week. And she was like, I've got a baby on the way. I'm not going to take his pacifier away from him right now. 
because it's just, it doesn't feel fair because the other baby's going to come and it's going to get a pacifier and he's going to, he's going to feel like he doesn't get a pacifier and I'm just not going to do that. And you know, for one second, I was like, what about his teeth? Remember when we were, mm-hmm. younger, we would tell us like their teeth are going to be jacked up and then they're not going to talk. I don't know. All these probably wives tales or whatever, but but for one second, I was about to say, well, do you want to not, you know, let him have the pacifier? I mean, you can't give in to everything. Yeah. There were so many words like in my head and I just stopped and I said, who cares? Like if his teeth are jacked up, then like 90% of Americans or however many, 80% or whatever, they'll get him braces. Like <laughs> what? Why? Go down this road with her that she can be like, <sighs> and then my mom said, why don't you find a way? I'm not living her life. I don't have a, a 19 month old that needs and has to go to daycare because mommy is working or in college or whatever. I don't live their life. So some things just opinions. What does my husband say? That you don't want to die on this hill? <laughs> yeah. There are hills that mountains that you die on, but that this is a tiny little hill you don't want to die over. Yeah, no, it's like honestly, I, it doesn't affect me in any way. I don't, I don't care if he has a passport. Does you know he's he's the cutest babe in the whole world, like whatever. <laughs> but so it was just a reminder to this talking man. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's really good. And I think the one thing I I just want to reiterate, and I don't know if I've said it too much or pounded it in too much, but it's the fact that (laughs) we are, you and I, Missy, are walking out every day and we don't have everything together and we don't know if tomorrow we'll make that same mistake and (laughs) for you, drive three and a half hours or for me, you know, tell my daughter something that offends her but we are trying and we want that wisdom and and it's because that motivation within our heart is to want the best for our children and not just our children I think for our nieces and nephews and for our our kids friends that come over and spend time here uh we want the best for all of them and the ability and the discernment to be able to speak to each one of them what the Lord would have us speak to them and not just, like you said, boss them around and be a nag because nobody listens to a nag, really. Nobody likes a nag. So we just want that wisdom imparted into us so that we can share it with them and that we can have a good impact on them and share it with our listeners so that they can see that not everyone has it together, no matter how yeah. good their social media looks. Not everyone has it. Not anyone has it together at all. And we all have <laughs> our own issues. And we're just walking it out. And that's what we want to do. And that's how we want to apply this book of Proverbs is just to walk it out and see what happened in the past that we can use today and apply to our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I know that at least one of my adult children listen to this podcast, though. I want to be as genuine. I want to be the real deal. I want to tell the truth, even even when it's me that's got egg on the face. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that they can see, oh, that's how you walk it out. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with you completely a hundred percent. So one of them will probably say to me, oh, you're at two already. <laughs> Don't get to five. I know you've got a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it, is it just one of your kids that listens or? Only one helps me. The, all three of them know about it, but I, I've only one of them. Right. All four of my kids know about it, but only one of them asks me, hey, so did you do a new podcast yet? So they can listen to it. And I'm like, oh. Subscribers, they go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can actually hit subscribe and then it'll. It'll notify you. Okay. I got to tell them. That's that that's four one one or what mom thinks right off the bat. Yeah. And it's interesting. They'll say, so what'd you do today? And if I record it, I'll say, I recorded with Missy and we did a new podcast. Really? Is it out? And I'm like, I'm uh, editing it or yeah, it's out. And then they're like, okay, I got to listen to it. So it's interesting that this one child is listening to what mom has to say. Oh, I have to know which one that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> I think I'll just go ahead and pray us out right now. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to be able to share our insights and experience and the wisdom that you have given us and the wisdom that you are giving us. And we just ask that you would just move by your spirit upon us continually and help us to be a blessing to those who are listening. And I pray that we would be a blessing to our children, Lord, that we would not push them away, but that we would just draw them to you, Lord, and that we would use your word to bring wisdom to them as well. And we thank you for all you do. And we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a really great opportunity for us to talk about God's wisdom in our lives and actively seeking that wisdom. And then not necessarily that we're applying that wisdom to our kids, but praying for them that they will seek that wisdom and that we will guide them along that path as adults. I did want to invite listeners to reach out to us. If you have topics or stories or questions, or maybe you have somebody that would be on our podcast as a guest, you can reach us at notmeddlingjustmothering at gmail.com. And Asha and I will both see that email. And we'd love to hear from our listeners to just how God is touching your lives. If you have anything to add or examples that we can use in our podcast. But when it comes to wisdom, this is that opportunity for you to reach out to God through the book of Proverbs. You've got this, Mama.